It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers download the PointsBet app today and sign up in any of PointsBet's live states with code PAGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager and bet credits. Again, that's promo code PAGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. Points bet, your move. Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Playing Around podcast. Sam is laughing because I am painfully hungover. This is day two of a hangover for me, and I am dying. This is this is just embarrassing, Paige. This is embarrassing. I know you're turning thirty next month, but this is bad. I always have the worst hangovers. It, like in college, anytime I would drink, I would just be so hungover. And I don't drink much because of that. But I went out and it was just like a, you know, you just start the night and you're like, I don't want to drink. And you're like, well, maybe, you know, maybe a good cocktail menu. I'll have one drink. Then one turns into two. And then two margaritas turns into three margaritas and then to four margaritas. Maybe a shot. And then we went to the club and we had champagne. And before I know it, and I was fine. I was fine. All of a sudden I get home and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, 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 I did it. I just, I did it too much. And I woke up the next morning and I was, I, I've never felt worse in my entire life. Never That's tough. That's tough. I did hear somewhere sometime that said champagne is good at the club if you want to get more drunk or if you want to sober up. It just depends on the speed of how you drink it. So what I'm hearing is that you probably drink the whole bottle. I don't know. It's like when time just like disappears. Yeah, it's called blacking out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, welcome back to college, Paige. It was just body. Like, we don't know what happened. And I, I don't remember last time I've been, oh no, it was like this time last year, I went out with my boyfriend's friends and they had jello shots and all of a sudden we we're like jello shots and all of us woke up the next morning disgustingly hungover. So it's like one night a year, <laughs> I let it rip. Well, you killed that night early in the year. So <laughs> God bless yourself for that. <laughs> I literally um, feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> I can't believe our last episode was three states ago, four states ago, and a week ago. Yeah, so we did our podcast from the Waste Management in Arizona. We went out Saturday, which was so much fun. Uh, The event was great, awesome. I went to the Super Bowl the next day, first time being at a Super Bowl. Rihanna absolutely crushed it. It was an amazing game. And then from there, we went straight to Vegas the next morning, had an event there, and then I went to L.A., and then LA back to Arizona, Arizona to New York, and then we leave for Chicago soon. So it has been a world tour, and it's only February. Love that for us. Playing around podcast world tour, coming yeah. soon to a city near you. <laughs> Seriously. Um, we had on the rundown to talk about how your weekend off was, but I feel like 
we just crushed that right at the beginning. <laughs> Get it out the way. <laughs> oh, God. And I was like, I just want a relaxing weekend where, you know, I take care of myself when I work out and, you know, I eat right and rest up because we go from Chicago to um, Florida to Australia, then Arizona. And you know what I do? No, I do the exact opposite of that because I hate myself. Yeah, it'd be like that sometimes, man. I feel bad for you. The two day, I don't think I've had a two day hangover since college. You, you're not missing out. So. <laughs> and that was back when we were much more young and alive. Than we yeah. Are now. I will say though, yesterday when I was deceased on the couch, <laughs> we watched Netflix, the entire full swing um, series finished it all in one day. And then we also watched season one and half of season two of Drive to Survive because I (laughs) was saying that Drive to Survive was so much better. And so we were trying to see what the differences were because I don't think Full Swing is bad at all, but it it didn't really fulfill my expectations, if I'm being honest. And I went, we went back, we watched Drive to Survive and it was just so much better. So much better. They did everything right. And I don't know if it's just like the personalities they had on or, you know, Formula One is just more intense, but they just actually showed kind of the inner workings of the team. And, you know, I like the way that it was spaced out. We talked about how Full Swing was spaced out and I didn't really like the way that they did. I wish it was like one tournament with more of the guys, second tournament with all of the guys. And it was like you just kept going back and forth the entire time with two new people. Yeah, I thought the layout was a little strange. I think I was expecting Full Swing to be more general about golf and the tour and life on tour and stuff like that. But it was really about 365 days of the year. Like it was about last year and only last year. And so that I feel like I'm I'm only five episodes in, so no spoilers, even though I don't know how you can spoil something we like already lived through, but (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like I love the episodes so far about like the lesser known guys. Obviously we know about Jill Damon and, and Gino and those guys, but learning more about them and seeing their life at home and like their dynamic with their family, that was all really cool for me. But I agree with you about the layout. I think it was well done. And I think I'm excited to see the season two because I think they're yeah. going to learn and, and grow and, you know, hopefully learn lessons of feedback. I was a little bit annoyed. I'm annoyed with the people online who are like, I can't believe they're explaining what a par is and what the cut is. Okay. Do you watch formula one? Did you know what the fuck was going on the entire time? Like you need that. You need that. I agree. I feel like the first episode, they did a good job of explaining it, but I felt like they kept going back and repeating the same thing over and over again. And I like all the people who were on it, but I felt like it was so cliche where they're like, they're playing for their jobs. Like, no shit. Like, (laughs) we know that, you know? And then when you looked at Drive to Survive, it was more, you you didn't have other people talking about these players. I wanted to hear from the players. I want to hear from the agents of the players. I want to hear about the wives, girlfriends, significant others of the players. Like, I really wanted to hear more about the people who know them best and not just people in golf media talking about what they think. And that's where I think they could have done a better job. I wanted to really dive in to who they are and their personalities. And that's why I think the Joel Damon episode was really good because you had more of that. You had Joel and his caddy and his wife, and it really felt way more personal than let's say like the JT and Jordan episode where it it just, we didn't hear from 
the significant others we heard about um, from Justin's dad. And I think that really added a lot of depth to JT and you like understand him better. And he seems like such a sweet guy. And when he was crying after he won, like I wanted more of that. And I felt like it was just missing a little bit of authenticity. And I don't know if it's because the guys were just really nervous to be on camera and it does take a lot. When you look at drive to survive, it's really like the nitty gritty, like things that they probably don't even want on there. And you have the drive and the back and forth and this was the year of drama and golf and we didn't have that and I almost wish they had someone like a Phil Mickelson who gave the other side and I think some players came off really well I don't think anyone came off bad you disagree because you think that Brooks did not come off as good but I actually have a really different opinion on that I like the fact that he was showing that side of himself where he really cared and I can relate to him a lot on that level because golf tortured me it did I would go through those ups and downs not feeling like you're good enough but you're working so incredibly hard and then you try to trick yourself into being like oh I don't care I don't care but you deep down care so badly and I feel like we actually saw that side of him that no one sees and it made me like him more and I was already a Brooks fan I think I'm just hoping that the way that he, if the way that he portrayed on the show is really how he is, then that's fine. To me, it felt a little bit like an act. Like when he was sitting in the, in the closet with Jenna, like, and couldn't even hold a two second attention span to what she was saying. I'm like, are you just trying to look like you're that cool? Like, and that was like, not cool to me, you know? And if that's, but if that's really how he is, then that's fine. But it was giving me a little bit of like too cool for school, like, I'm better than being on this stupid show. Like that's what the energy that I was getting from him through the TV screen a year ago. But you know, I don't know. Overall, I think it was fine. I could see that. But I I saw a lot of people online giving him hate for not remembering who won the Masters. And you also don't know when that interview was shot because I was watching it and they kept talking about the Open. And five or six times I was like, who won the Open? Like it's Cam Smith. And I knew it, but I kept forgetting. And so I could see how he would be like, Oh, okay. It slipped my mind because in the timeline of the episode, it looked like it was immediately after, but they filmed every single day for a year. So that could have been at the end of the year talking about it and we don't know. And so I think like there's things like that that probably could have done him dirty, but everyone was giving such a hard time. Like, I don't even remember. And we talk about this every single day. And I kept having to like rack my brain over who won the open. I couldn't remember. I was watching it and I like watched the episode before too. And I was like, wait, did, did, did JT win the, like, I could have been the hangover, really could have been the hangover, but I couldn't remember. I like just kept like getting the timeline mixed up and it could have also been the layout of the show, but I was like, wait, is this 2020? Is this 2021, 22? Like, where are we? What time is it? Well, I, the issue that I had with that, and I'll challenge you on that thought is Brooks has constantly said he only cares about the majors. So you're going to tell me you care about four weeks a year and you don't even know who won those four weeks of the year when that was apparently all that you cared about. I think that's why people were more annoyed. It's not like he didn't remember who won the Sanderson farms. Like it's, it was like the tournament of the year that I'm sure he was training for, for them, like for his whole year. That was what he was trying to get up for, so to speak. And so that, I don't know, I guess we just, when I have that preemptive thought, people just see things differently. And that's the beauty of the internet is that we don't have to agree. Well said, Sam. Well said. That was deep. That was was really deep. We should put that on a hat. (laughs) We should put that, stick it on a shirt. 
but we had a really great week of golf. So the Genesis took place at Riviera, which is one of my most favorite golf courses. It is so incredibly difficult and the greens are challenging, but it's a fun golf course. And I was happy because I picked John Rom and Max Homa to win and they were coming down the stretch. I look like shit right now. I'm like looking at myself in the camera and I'm like getting distracted by how bad I look. Oh my gosh. Moving on. <laughs> so we had fight till the end with John Rom and Max Homa. And I, I mean, I think everyone was probably, I love John Rom, but I think everyone was probably rooting for Max Homa because that tournament means so much to him. He's from LA. Friends and family are all there. Means so much because he looks up to Tiger, and you could just see the defeat after when he almost cried, uh, talking about you know not getting it done. He's such a good person, and it's so hard not to root for him. And that tournament was one of the best tournaments so far this year. It's only been like five tournaments, but it was a good one for sure. It was. It was a good tournament. You had your worst hangover of the year. It was a big weekend, honestly. <laughs> it was a, it was a pretty weekend. big weekend um, to set some records on February, the middle of February. Um, I'm interested and also confused about, do you remember when last year they said they were going to up the purses in the PGA Tour? And this was when like Liv was in talks and somehow the PGA Tour just found like a hundred and something million dollars to just up the purses. <laughs> yeah. John Rom won $3.6 million on Sunday. What is that? Like, do you remember when we were in college and even after college, it was like you won and you won like 1.2 million and it was like, yeah. holy shit, that's a lot of money. You are not, I looked it up, you, you are making more than $500,000 if you are in the top 10 at the Genesis this week. That's insane. Yeah. Even if you compare it to the Netflix show where they were showing all the winnings and some guys would get like a, I don't know, a top 10 and it was like, like $100,000. So they really have upped it for all the elevated events this year. And do you think it is too much money? Do you think that they're playing for... <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say it <laughs> you are struggling right now. I wouldn't say that it's playing for too much. I just think it's a very large difference to what yeah. it was like a year or two ago. And for, you know, the guys to leave the PGA tour because they're not being paid or they feel like they're not getting what they're worth, then all of a sudden we're doubling and tripling purses. Like that's just strange to me. It's a little sus, a little sus. Yeah. I mean, Kind of like what Phil said, like, where did you get the money? Why can you just do it now? And you couldn't do it before. And it took all of this to get you to pay these guys. But it's not like they were getting paid nothing. I mean, you're looking at Ian Poulter in the show flying private everywhere they go. It's like they're, they're clearly doing well. But I, I can see when you compare it to other sports that you should up the purses. But um, Golf Channel article headline when I looked it up today said, Rom is on a tiger-like tear. I know you're a Rom fan. What do you think about the statement? I want to see how he does in the majors. I think that will be a big factor. The Scotty Scheffler tear last year was better than Rom so far because he won so much and then he won the Masters as well. And so to watch that year happen, it's going to be hard to beat. But if anyone's going to do it, I think it will be John Rom. But I want to see how he competes in the majors. If he gets one to two major, yeah. It, it's the tiger-like tear. But I think people throw around tiger comparisons so much that anytime it happens, we're just like, eye roll. Like, seriously, again. It's like anytime someone has like a good three-week stretch, they're like, 
it's the next tiger. <laughs> I know. No, it's not. I mean, Tiger has had an incredible career over, you know, plenty of years. And then if someone does that and they can be number one for as many weeks the Tiger was, or if they can get those majors or get those wins, then it's like, okay, then maybe you can start to compare them. But after like three weeks, and they did this with Scotty, they did this with Colin Morikawa, they do this with everyone. I remember when um What's his name? I can't even remember his name came out and he was hitting it so far. Uh, Cameron Champ. And they're like, the next Tiger? You hear it all the time and it dilutes it. I almost wish that they wait until a true phenom, phenom, oh my God, a true phenom comes around and then you let them develop. Because I think it also puts a little too, bit too much pressure on them as well. Like someone like Colin Morikawa, where he came out firing on all cylinders and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, the next Tiger. That's a lot of pressure. That is too much pressure for someone that young to be able to deal with for that long of a period of time. So it's just let them let them develop and grow. And then when they deserve it, then you can start to have those comparisons. Yeah, I agree. The comparisons are hard, especially in a sport like golf, when the the depth of the field has changed so much since yeah. Tiger played. And that's what I think is interesting. Um, but Tiger made the cut on the number, man. I mean, that was crazy. When he was walking down the first hole, um, I was like, he's limping already. Like, what are we doing here? And then I, I told my boyfriend, I said, he's going to come in like 40th or 50th. He's going to make the cut. It's going to be whatever. Everybody's going to get hype when he makes a birdie. But like, yeah. that's whatever. He came in T45. So not to say that I like spoke that into existence, but next time I will speak into existence that he's going to win. <laughs> we, don't, we love that. Maybe the masters. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'll start manifesting. <laughs> Let's do it. I think that in the number one podcast in the world, number one podcast in the world, start manifesting. Okay, okay, okay. I think it's so interesting to see the energy change when Tiger is in the field. It just is so much better. I had a blast watching Justin and Tiger go back and forth, the little smiles. Like it was watching two people love what they do. And to see Tiger out there with that birdie, birdie, birdie finish, everyone just went electric and just made the tournament so much better. We talk about this all the time, but he is golf and he will always be golf and goes back to the Tiger comparisons. No one will ever be Tiger Woods. No one ever will touch him because of everything that he's done for the game of golf. And I love watching him play. His body looks like it really, really hurts. But there, there, there's glimpses of old Tiger in there. And he has that fight. And you can tell that it's there. And he's itching to compete. And he's itching to play. And I think he's going to win. I, I've said this since he's come back. He is going to win another major. A flat golf course. But he's going to win another major. A flat golf course. So it'll have to be like the open somewhere. Well, no one talks about how hard it is to walk Riviera. So 18 is straight uphill. And then after the putting green, getting back to the clubhouse, it's a hike. Every time I walk like halfway there and I'm huffing and puffing, I got to take a little breather. And then you got to walk up a couple more steps and you got to stop again. It is not an easy walk. And we've seen him in all of his golf courses, especially at the majors last year, Augusta, really difficult walk. All of those courses were hard walks for him. And so to see him like persevere and get through that, people don't realize how difficult of a walk Riviera truly is. I mean, just to walk a golf course in general is miles. Like, and I used to look at my watch when I was done playing in college tournaments and be like, holy shit, I walked like seven miles today. Because you, do, it's not just walking the golf course, it's walking around your putts, walking off yardages, like all of those steps add up. And I think 
it was crazy to see how how his numbers were comparing comparisons to um, the people he was playing with, like JT and Rory, and how um, he's still bombing it with like half of a metal body. Like I'm so confused by that. Yeah, you know, I was truly inspired by Tiger yesterday because I walked up half my flight of stairs and I had to stop. <laughs> I couldn't do it, Sam. I could not do it. And I thought of Tiger Woods and I was like, if Tiger can do it, you can make it up the next couple stairs. And I did it. So thanks, Tiger. You, you motivated me to, to survive. That's inspiring. That's inspiring. Truly really inspiring stuff. Just changing lives over here. Do you want to improve your game faster and hit your driver longer? The good news is ShotScope can help you achieve your goals. ShotScope has products for every golfer, such as GPS watches, laser rangefinders, and shot tracking devices designed to lower scores and improve your golf by over four shots on average. I use the Pro LX Plus rangefinder on the course to get my distances. What I love most about ShotScope is tracking my game and reviewing my stats. The great news is your personalized stats are completely free with no yearly subscription. If I can use it, anyone can. Jump over to ShotScope.com today and find the perfect product for you. And remember to use my code page at checkout. Well, we need to get on this note to our I said what I said segment of the week. And this is about Tiger as well. Um, set the scene for us, Paige. Tampon gate. Tiger beating up on JT. They're walking down a fairway. Tiger Woods gets a tampon from his golf bag. And he discreetly hands it over to JT to stop the bleeding. JT, disgusted, throws it on the ground. And then there's a snapshot of it. You see Tampax. And then the internet goes wild, wild. And our, I said what I said, we said what we said is that it's funny. It was a joke and we need to stop turning jokes and everything in this world into something. I feel like people nowadays, they just want to hate things for no reason. And it's exhausting. It's exhausting. People are so soft. It's a joke. Also, It was between two best friends. Tiger and JT are the bestest friends. Like, I wouldn't want one of our private conversations to get out there. Like, let's be real. Like, think about the shit that you say to your best friend in private. You just have fun with each other and you know the boundaries. Tiger would never do that to anyone else but JT. I have so many questions, but before we get into that... Like, why do people care? And it could be because we have grown up around men playing golf. And I have heard these jokes my entire life. You know, like, hit it, Sally. Uh, remember when Fred Funk got outdriven by Annika and he put on the skirt and everyone thought it was hilarious and Tiger made a joke like, oh, you two balls out and everyone was dying. It, it's just what golf is. And I don't mean that it's like mis- it's misogynistic and it's sexist and all of these things. It was a little joke and I took it as in it was to stop the bleeding because Tiger was out driving JT all day long he was beating up on him it was to stop the bleeding but then you look online and all these feminists are like he's calling him a pussy because having a vagina means that you are less than a man and having a period makes you so much stronger than any other man and like all this stuff and the funny part was is that I'm seeing it from influential women in the sports space who have literally literally slut shamed me on ESPN. And it's like, how are you allowed to say that? But that is not okay. 
And it's just wild how people will pick and choose to fit their narrative to either get clicks or likes or attention. And it was a joke. It was a stupid little joke and people just need to get the fuck over it. I agree. And I think it's like, I'm so exhausted by seeing people just hate things for no reason and pick apart every single thing that anybody says. It's like, can you get a hobby? Like go do something else with your time. I I will say though, like, I understand what you were saying that we might just be close to those jokes because we grew up on it. Like I remember growing up, we'd be like, you'd miss a putt, you'd leave a putt short and be like, oh, your bra strap get in the way. Like, that's just, it's just not, and I'm not, I think the thing that I'm trying to get across is maybe it's not right. Right. Like maybe it's not like low key is sexist, but like, but we say it back to them too. And it's just the environment of the sport that we grew up in. And again, I I think that a lot of people just talk that way. And, And does that need to change? Probably, you know, but you can't get so up in arms about something like that when there are actually serious problems with sexism in the workplace or it, it, again, it just kind of minimizes the real problem when you freak out of over something that wasn't supposed to even be public. What I couldn't get over is the few comments that I saw that people were like, he's taking tampons from women who need them. I'm like, please be so for real right now. Please be so for real. But the logistics of it, we need to talk through this because like I said, I have so many questions. Not a lot of golf courses carry tampons. And if they do, they're those shitty cardboard ones, the one that he had. And did he did he get it from the woman's restroom? Like did he stop at the like the halfway house or the clubhouse? Or has he just been carrying around a box of tampons with him for this moment? Is this something that just Tiger does when he's with JT and he's like, oh, (laughs) Joe, make sure you pack the box of tampons. Like, I I need to know how long it's been sitting in there. When he looked at it and he's like, this is a great idea with all of these cameras around me and hundreds of thousands of people that I am going to pull this prank right at the second. I will say props to the photographer. One, I mean, kind of annoying, kind of hilarious that he actually caught that on camera. And two, I do have it from an inside source that those are the exact tampons that they have in the women's locker room at Riviera. That's all I have to say about that. Breaking news. Um, Breaking news there. So that this was the second day that they played together, right? So maybe Tiger like saw that he was bombing it past JT, had the idea overnight. This was day, no, this was day one. Oh, then I don't know. <laughs> that was my theory. Really? Yeah, this, it was on, it was on this Thursday? Was, this was day one, but it blew up Friday. And then Claire asked the question, you know, how did it feel to go viral? And then he apologized, which I didn't think he should have done. He should have just brought the whole basket of tampons to the press conference and started handing them out like, Oprah, you get a tampon, you get a tampon, you get a tampon. But now guys have no excuse. So when we say, hey, can you go get us a box of tampons? They know exactly what they look like now. Well, except for the fact that the one that he used was like from 1990. I'm like, like him a pearl, a Tampax pearl. Yeah, we're going with the cardboard applicator, gentlemen. Like that's a little tough. And it, and it brings up a good discussion about how golf courses don't, if we're talking about like a sexist issue with golf, the fact that they don't 
lot of most golf courses don't have feminine products in bathrooms at golf courses. And when you're out there for such a long time and you're not prepared, it, it really is an uncomfortable situation or trying to grab one from your golf bag over to the bathroom. It's just something that we've all dealt with, especially in competitive golf or college golf when you're out there for 36 holes and it's an all day thing and you're on your period and you're just like, this really sucks. There's, there's no products there for us. And if we want to talk about, you know, misogyny in golf, like why don't they have feminine products for women at golf courses? It's not that much. It wouldn't need to put that much money into it and it would make us a lot happier. I agree. Maybe Tiger will start that initiative. <laughs> and we had some great branding. We really did because we were ahead of the curve here and we were like, Tampax, you need to get in on this. And we had some really good taglines for their, their team up with the PGA Tour. Mine was bogey, bogey, bogey. Stop the bleeding with Tampax. Mine was Tampax got the 19th hole covered. <laughs> Marking geniuses. Like, what, I mean, what do you want from us? This is too much. Pay us more. <laughs> seriously. Okay. We need to get to TNA. Um, put a box up on the Instagram story last night. Thank you to everyone who submitted all your questions. We had some really great questions and a lot of them. Um, number one, Paige, what are your plans for your 30th birthday? And then I'll fucking drink. <laughs> <laughs> never drinking again no no i always have one of these nights and then i have to eliminate the alcohol that i drank so ciroc peach ciroc on my shit list um now it's tequila can't drink tequila anymore the thought of it makes me want to literally gag you know what the worst part was too because it was on empty stomach i had like oysters before and so I no. Okay. Next question. No, wait, you didn't even answer the question. I don't want to do anything anymore. I want to cry about being old. Um, I don't know yet. We've thrown around some ideas. So I've never been to prom ever. And we thought it'd be fun to do like a prom themed 30th birthday with mocktails. Going <laughs> back to the high school days. Um, yeah, I think that would be something that's really fun. It's hard because I do travel so much that a lot of the friends that I have don't live in the state that I live in. And so it's like logistically getting everyone together will probably be the hardest part. And so if we can't do that, then I'm going to force Sam to come here and we will just party in our prom dresses. I'm down for that. Mocktails. We'll bring in a mocktail bartender and just have ourselves a night. Yeah. When's your birthday? May 2nd. So coming up. What are you going to do? I'm going to be 29. So nothing. <laughs> Respect your elder. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> um, yeah. Nothing. I want LASIK for my birthday. So to my parents who aren't listening to this, um, that will be what I'm asking for. So that's my huge <laughs> birthday plan. You know, you're getting old when like I was going to ask for like a vacuum cleaner and you're asking for LASIK. And I asked for luggage last year. Like it's, it's just not even fun anymore. Like before it would be like an iPad and Bose headphones and like cool shit. And now it's like, can I just see? <laughs> like I just want to be able to see <laughs> um, oh, okay, I have my eyesight back please that's it I'm getting sold I can't even see I had to take my glasses off because the glare was so bad but now I'm like I can't even see you you're like I look bad I'm like you look like nothing to me I can't even see you that's amazing you're gonna um, watch this video back and be like oh please um a lot of people i would say like four or five people asked when we're going to add more golf instruction videos to only page very soon so that's why we're going to florida to shoot uh, more golf instruction 
we do those at a higher quality and it just takes longer to shoot and edit and do the whole production of it. And that's what I wanted to be different about OnlyPage compared to my other social platforms where I just shoot it on my phone and it's quick and it's great. But I want to give you something that's elevated, especially because it is a subscription program and we want it to be something that you can't get anywhere else. And we put so much time and effort into the first series of golf instruction. You guys seem to be loving it. And so we're just going to keep progressing. And so we're thinking about you know like next steps first was kind of all the basics and now let's talk about like course management and shot shaping and how to fix a slice and all the questions that you guys ask me and then we'll just keep building and building and building and what's so great about golf instruction is that you can just keep going with it and so we plan to keep bringing as much value as we possibly can uh to only page and as well as some other fun spicy stuff here and there to like <laughs> keep it interesting but you know the, the response has been overwhelmingly positive I didn't really know what to expect, but everyone seems to really love it. It's like they kind of come for the pictures and, you know, I've been really cheeky about how I've been promoting it, but the golf instruction is, is the heart of it is the core of it. And I think that's what really stands out from really anyone else doing what I'm doing is because I do have such a strong golf background and I've worked with so many really great instructors that I'm giving you such a deal with only paying, you know, $9.99 a month when you would pay, I mean, for lessons of this quality, $250 twice a week until you get better. So forever, you know, and now or maybe just, until <laughs> never, because you're not going to be that good. <laughs> you're just not going to pay and you don't have to put that much time and effort into it. And so now it's like you can, um, you can consume the content. Do that. You can consume the content. You can consume the content at your own rate, and um, people have been improving, and I've been getting a lot of really great messages that you know it's it's really been helping their golf game. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Playing Around Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment, review. Give us all the five-star ratings so we can get to be, like I'm manifesting, the number one podcast in the world. Um, next week, we will be back with God knows what we're going to talk about. I'm not even going to constrain it to one topic, to be honest, because... Maybe Paige will be unhung over by then, but who I really knows? I love how you just wrapped it up because you knew I was going to fuck it up. Well, I knew that you were just going to be like, okay, guys, bye. Like, your brain is not. The wires aren't plugged in right now. And, you know. I don't know. You want to go works. ahead? You want to you do your take? Go ahead. No. No, I, you nailed it. You nailed it. We're sharing a brain right now. All right. Perfect, guys. See ya. <laughs> Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio. Or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Win money betting on golf this year. Betting on golf is fun, but picking winners isn't easy. BetSports Golf has the data, tools, and experts to turn your Sundays into paydays. Members get in-depth articles, research tools, and our team's picks each and every week. If you had bet $100 on every wager the BetSports Golf team had recommended last year, you'd be up nearly $10,000. For a limited time, you can head to BetSportsGolf.com to get a special price on a year-long subscription.